before we get this show going, it's totally like 2 o'clock in the morning. Just got finished editing, but had to put this before the show. Shout out to Caden Turner. Thank you so much for doing this episode, man. Means the world to me. I, best of luck. I know you're already up in Indiana. Best of luck to you, brother. You're, you're going to kill it up there. Look out for number 14 on Indiana. Big number, number 14. Also, a quick shout out to Cameron Irvin last week. Fantastic interview with him. Those are our Wednesday shows, people. That's what we do. Wednesday shows. It is an in-depth Get to hang out with an awesome guy, awesome gal, whoever it is. Uh, it can be an AD, a coach. It can be a athlete. The but that that's that's the goal. I want to get to know these people's journey. Um, everyone has a story. Everyone's story deserves to be told. And hopefully, you can join me in my journey as I go and talk to these people and get to learn more about them. And the goal, I, I'm gonna say right now, the goal is to be able to do that nationwide. So, this is Off the Edge with Caden Turner. Let's get this thing rolling. I'm going to enjoy it very, very much. Welcome back to Off the Edge. Today, I'm joined by former 7A West Conference champ and now Indiana Hoosier, Caden Turner. Uh, Caden in his senior year at linebacker managed 82 total tackles and 21 of those tackles were a tackle for a loss. Caden, welcome to the show. Nice to be here. Okay. Um, we talked a little bit about this uh, before the show, but 39% of those tackles um, are a tackle for a loss. There's a lot of different ways we could go with this question, but I just want to ask you, like, what's the mindset getting to that tackle? You know, you just got to dominate your opponent every time. You line up across uh, the other man across from you. You know, you just got you got to know mentally that you're just gonna destroy, and murder them every single play. You know, uh, like I've said before, like to some other people, it's like football is a great game because it's, it's. I mean, you can legally, you know, like assault people. You know, yeah. like you can legally abuse people. You no, know, it's, just, it's a legal way of just letting anger out. You know, absolutely. Um, and so you you've been put in this crazy position to be going to the collegiate level of football. And not a lot of people get to do that. That's uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, some people are like, man, I was just in the right place at the right time. I put in so much work for this. Some people are even like, I, this coach once told me something. It just put me into a completely different mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be a combination of those things. But what for you um, do you look at and you're like, yeah, this is, this is the reason that I'm in this position. Now. Yeah, like you said, like it's a combination of some of those things. But I feel like the deciding factor for me was, you know, um, kind of just – you know, I've, I feel like growing up every single year that I've played football, I've kind of always been the best, you know, and I say that humbly, you know, like I don't I don't want to get a big head, you know, but I feel like every year I have played football, you know, I've always kind of been on top. And then when, when sophomore year came around, I was put at third string, you know, and it kind of messed with my head a little bit because, you know, it was like I've never been um, put back like that, you know, it's yep. kind of something like that. So uh, my coach told me, you know, I, he was just like, I just – don't really see you playing on Friday nights. I just don't feel like you're fit for that right now. And so I, I took it to heart. You know, I, I worked my rear end off. And um, after that, I ended up getting my first offer and leading the team in just about every stat, you know. And it's just like, it's kind of just like, boom, there you go, you know. Yeah, and I, I mean, that's all you can do sometimes is just push yourself, mm-hmm. you know, in those positions where people um, doubt and they have their doubts. And that's of this little bit of a segue. We haven't talked about this yet, but like with social media, especially going into college sports, like, a ton of college athletes talk about just like hearing haters mm-hmm. on on social media, things like that. I'm sure you've had a couple of rounds with things like that. Um, how do you how do you handle that? How and especially like you're going into this uh, 
college atmosphere where you're going to get even more of it. How are you going to how are you going to deal with that? And what ways do you think is like the appropriate way to deal with it? You know, I just feel like, you know, it's just kind of just like you kind of just blow them off. You yep. know, haters just blow them off. You know, it's like people are always going to hate, you know, people that want to be in your position are always going to hate. You know, it's just like it's like that's their way of being jealous. You know, and it's just like it's like when it gets to that point, you know, you just like if you have a hater, just prove them wrong. You know, it's just like it don't matter. Just blow them off and prove them wrong, you know, and. I feel like it's kind of almost like killing them with kindness. You know, if you just keep being great, keep being great, keep being great, you know, like they, what, what are they going to do? Keep hating whenever everyone else is on your, on your side. You know what I mean? Exactly. And they look stupid. Yeah. So. That's a great, that's a great way to handle that too. I think a lot of guys could take note of that. And we've talked about, um, being put in a position where you have to earn your respect, which is something a leader has to do a lot of the times. But what do you define as a leader and how do you, what, like what type of leaders do you look up to? Oh, I look up to a lot of leaders that are more, um, um vocally driven you know like ray lewis i feel like yeah. for example i mean he he showed a lot of a lot of leadership through his actions and how he just like led on the field you know i feel like you always look at ray lewis and you think of this crazy guy that's always yelling and hitting people you know it's like that that was ray lewis you know he's just he's a freak you know and i feel like i feel like um different people uh, are attracted to different leaders you know people are going to get led uh, in different ways um so you have to you have to make sure that you have all the tools to kind of um, equip yourself uh, for everybody uh, because some people are going to listen to just this kind of leader, like a vocal leader rather than and, and a leader through actions, you know? So you got to be able to do both, you know, for everybody. Yeah. And Ray Lewis, um, really one of the guys you look up to. You play a lot like him. You're in the backfield all the time. Why, why were you, why were you drawn to Ray Lewis? Was it because he was all talky? Was yeah. it a bad game maybe? He was just, I mean, you know, I mean, I feel like when you look at linebackers, you think of freaks that just love to hit people, you yeah. know, and that's, that's Ray Lewis, yeah. you know? So, I mean, Hey, I, I love that. So a kid come, let's just say example, a kid comes up and talks to you. He's like, man, I want to do what you're doing. Kate. And I want to be, I want to be a collegiate athlete. What do you, what do you say to somebody like that? Do you, you come at them with the whole like, oh, like you, you'll get there, you'll be able to do it, or are you gonna be realistic with them? You know, you gotta, you just gotta let them know the trust process. And um, first thing you need to let them know is it's not gonna be easy. Like it's gonna be a long process. You're gonna have to trust it, and it's it's not gonna be simple. You know, my dad always says if everyone could be great, um, if if it was easy to be great, everyone would be great. You know, it's like I mean that's that's a that's a true statement. You yeah. know, I mean if I mean not everyone can be great at what they do. You know, it's like some people are gonna be great because. Of, of the great things they do, you know, some people will work harder than others and that's going to give them an advantage. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, just let them know it's not going to be easy and just trust process. It's not going to happen overnight. Um, you know, it's going to be a long process to get to where you want to be. Yeah. And let's flash back to December 15th. It's a pretty big day for you. Mm -hmm. Um, why, why Indiana, man, you know, I love, I love the head coach, uh, through the whole recruiting process. I actually got offered by a different defense coordinator, um, and I loved him whenever he offered me, you know, I was attracted to him so much. And it was just like, Oh man, like, that's who I want to play for. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, I feel like when you go to a school, like you're playing for the head coach, but like you're not getting coached by the head coach every single play. You know what I mean? Like you're getting coached by a defense coordinator and that's who you're going to be with uh, throughout practice, throughout your meetings, you know, throughout um, hanging out outside of practice and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I feel like uh, you got to have a really good relationship with that defense coordinator. And uh, whenever he left, they got the new defense coordinator. I was kind of worried, you know, about uh, how attracted I'd be to Indiana still, but the new defense coordinator is awesome. He came from Georgia. Um, he's a really great guy. Uh, so I love I love Indiana's culture. I love what they're building. Uh, we had a rough year this year, but we had a lot of injuries. So I, this year doesn't even really count to me. You know, we had we we're on our fourth string quarterback, fifth string running back. We missed two all two or three All Americans on defense. Like injuries just dominated us this year. You know what I mean? So yeah. uh, you know I can't wait to go play. I feel like the position I'm in also to go play uh, as a freshman is a great 
great, great opportunity. Uh, they lost their All-American linebacker to go to the draft. Um, two um, went into the portal, and they only brought in three. So I feel like okay. I have a really good opportunity to go play as a freshman, you know? Absolutely. And and leaving leaving home has a lot of challenges that come with it. What what are you weary of? Is it the college level classes, or is it like, oh man, I'm far from home? Like, what are some of those challenges that you feel like you're gonna face, and how do you think you're gonna overcome those? You know, I'm not uh, I'm not big on school, so yeah. I feel like taking some of those college classes. I mean, uh, personally, honestly, I haven't been to school since like think about it, like the first semester of sophomore year. You know, I went freshman year, I went half sophomore year, half junior year, and no senior year. You know, so like I've barely even been to high school. You know, I forgot how to do school, honestly. <laughs> so I feel like those some of those classes are gonna be difficult, but I mean. Uh, those college workouts are going to be different. You know, it's like I feel like managing time is going to be really difficult. So, you know, kind of just um, working your way into that uh, will be pretty hard. And the, I guess I never thought about this. Some of the reasons you like didn't have pretty much a semester of school is because of COVID. Yeah. So you were like, this is weird limbo. Yeah, thing. exactly. OK, I I have never thought about that. Um, now, let's talk about. I'm really interested in this. Casey Dick, uh, specifically, I'm sure you hear all about Coach Dick when people ask you questions and stuff, but he's a collegiate-level quarterback, played under Bobby Petrino for the Razorbacks. What did, like, Was there any advice that kind of like he gave you uh, for going into college athletics or anything like that? Uh, so, actually, he he hasn't really said much, you know. Uh, he – not really. I mean, he helped me out get my first offer, you know. he So, the defensive coordinator that I was talking about that originally offered me, he um, – he went to the University of Arkansas and played while Coach Dick was there. So they were really good friends. Actually, I think they were roommates. Oh. Um, and so the guy. That worked out. Yeah, exactly. So the defensive coordinator hit Coach Dick up and was like, hey, listen, I need a linebacker. Do you have any film for me? And so he sent mine over and then boom, like I got an offer the next week. You know, it was, okay. it was awesome. You know, to get a power five offer for my first offer was That's, awesome. And yeah. then committing to my first offer is also incredible. Yeah. Um, what's the, we're going off of that, like Coach Dick talking and stuff. What's the single greatest advice in life that you've ever been told doesn't have to be football wow, just that is broad it, it's a broad question but that is broad um shoot oh man um you know i love i love the saying you know it's like humble yourself before god humbles you you know mm -hmm. i feel like i mean god can humble you real quick you know like absolutely you get a big head and then boom tear your acl you're done you know or like yeah boom, tear your Achilles, you're done. Or you get a big head injury and it's like, it's over with, you know? And then like, mm -hmm. you don't want to be nothing without football. You don't want your life to just revolve around football. And if it, if it is, you need to, you need to check yourself. You know, yeah. it's like, you're not going to be able to do football your whole life. Football is a very, very, very small part of your life. Um, so you need to, you need to find your worth. Is the dream the NFL? Oh, of course. That's, I feel like if your dream, if you're going to play college football and your dream is not the NFL, you're, you're going for the wrong reasons, you know? Okay. Um, obviously free college is, is really nice, yeah. you know, but, uh, I feel like a real football player, uh, if, if I, let's say I'm a coach and I'm recruiting a player, I want a player that's go that wants to go play for the NFL, you know, um, that's who I want. So, so NFL is it, it, you, what, what Jersey do you want to see yourself in up there? Oh, I'm going to I'm I'm be so honest. It does not matter if I'm getting paid millions to play football. I do not care who you're, it is. You're be a happy man. Oh, anywhere. Okay. Do you have a team? Like what's your favorite NFL team? The bears. Oh, okay. The yeah. Bears could use help. Uh, yeah, the Bears – well, not a linebacker, but they could use they help. They could just use help in general. The Bears linebackers are always nice, so that would be a big compliment to me. Um, do you have a defining moment in your football story? <sighs> defining moment in my football story. Like I was talking about, I guess kind of just sophomore year when I had to come up from being third, fourth string, you know. Yeah. Be and I was also behind three seniors, you know, in seniority. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was tough. You know, I had to beat all of them out, and then I had to prove myself, you know. I feel like that was kind of my, my defining moment. I kind of got my swagger that year, you know. 
um, got my attitude and that's kind of when I started playing just, you know, like, with a, like a dog. Yeah. Would you say that there's the possibility like when you go into like college that there's still another, another defining moment? Oh yeah. I'm sure there, I'm, a hill. I know, I know for a fact, I'm not going to go in and be first string. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I wouldn't expect that to happen. So I know I'm going to have to work my way up to the top and I have to beat some people out. You know what I mean? And I'm, I'm all about it. Like, let's go beat some people out and let's go get on the field ASAP. Are you a film guy or are you i I'll show you in practice guy? Uh, I'm a, man, uh, I'm probably a, I'll show you in practice. You know, it's like film can be whatever. I mean, you could line up against a sorry player, you know, and it's like, yep. look what I did. You know, it's like, oh, I don't matter. You know, like I'll line up against you and blast your face. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, let's go do it. You know what I mean? And football's kind of like turning more towards this like analytic side. Um, we're seeing in the NFL a lot of like coaches being willing to go for it on like fourth downs all of a sudden, things like that. Do you do you like it going that way? Because it's a bunch of numbers, and I feel like it takes a lot of the like athlete out of the way. Now, of course, like you get like a fourth down stop, which would be electric inside oh, yeah. of the stadium. But do you do you want it to keep going this way, where it's like like statistically we can get this fourth down if we go for it right now? Or would you prefer just like okay, let's just punt the ball and go to the next? Play? Yeah, I, I kind of I actually kind of like it because I feel like it's more my type of football. You know, it's like I I know I'm not the most athletic person. I mean. Uh, I, I'm an athlete, but I'm not going to be the most athletic person on, on Indiana. I'm not going to be the most athletic person when I get to the NFL. You know, I'm like, I wasn't the most athletic person on Fayetteville. Like, I'm never just going to be the most athletic person, you know. So I got to make up for my athleticism a different way, you know, and that's film mm-hmm. study. That's um, tendencies, you know. So I feel like I feel like with how the NFL and how the, the game of football is working its way towards, uh, I feel like it, it fits my game well, you know. It's like I know what they're going to do. third and three you know I'm gonna do I know what they're gonna do on third and eight you know I just you know tendencies are a big deal you know and if you know what they're gonna do before it happens then you're in a great position to make a play yeah and I I like that you like where it's going because there's a lot of I think there's a lot of people that like observing from the outside of sports right now that are saying like oh this just this takes away the element of like the athlete and like what he can do Mm -hmm. but I'm gonna be honest as as somebody who played football like it, it puts you in a great position on a fourth down and two and if you stop that fourth down and two, momentum. I mean, imagine, imagine at Indiana, it's yeah. fourth down and two. Electric. You guys are playing Wisconsin, yeah, and they try to get that first down, and you get a stop. Like the stadium erupts. Yeah, that'd be insane. I will say what I don't like about how football is turning is how it's kind of turning soft. You know, yeah. it's like you barely touch the quarterback. You Absolutely, know, you can't like can't. I I understand helmet to helmet, you know, but sometimes it happens. You know, yeah. Like, sometimes you can't control it. Yeah, uh, but I mean, you know, I don't like that everything is targeting now you know mm-hmm. I mean, you can't even have you barely touch somebody in the head and it's targeting you get yeah. kicked out you know for for that game you know it's just like it's dumb you know what i mean it's getting soft and i don't well like i think it's becoming just an offensive game it is it does not <laughs> it, it's really hard on the defensive side of the ball yeah to, defense never gets love they don't we like we really don't like you see like dbs all the time like they can't t- it feels like they can't touch the guy or it's fast interference now too so i definitely uh i definitely feel for you going into college athletics and now you're going to deal with this whole side of football where it's like i i can't even like lower my head half of the time yeah, exactly called but how this is this now uh i have cameron Irvin. he was here last week technically and he i mean he's a pretty big guy yeah. he's a pretty giant guy mm-hmm. but like that's a small offensive lineman in a lot of in a lot of conferences yeah how like how do you are you ready to go up against somebody that's like six five and he probably weighs over three hundred pounds? Yeah, you know, with those people, you just got to beat them with your speed. You know, like yeah. I know Indiana's left tackle is like six ten, three hundred forty pounds. I mean, that's a that's massive human being. Yeah, you know? but I can guarantee you one thing: he's not as fast as me. So you know, you just got to use your speed to your advantage. Now, and sometimes you're gonna have to close that hole. Yeah, 
or like, I mean, you're just going to have to mentally just go there yeah, and be ready exactly. to make those plays. But, exactly. um, you know, the size changes, everything changes. Are you ready for the change in the athlete? Yeah, I am. I'm ready, you know, for the speed to change. And you know, I feel like, um, that was the biggest difference going from like freshman football to like varsity football is the speed of the game. Yeah. I'm sure going from high school football to college football, the speed is going to also increase greatly. You know what I yep. mean? It's always going to increase the, the higher level you get. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm just going to have to work on myself, work on my speed, work on my lateral movements, you know, all that stuff to get ready. I think that's my favorite thing is hearing like college athletes when they come back and watch a high school game. Oh yeah. And like, dang, this is so slow. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, this is slow. <laughs> this is slow football, but I mean, when you're on the field, it feels so fast. Exactly. It feels so real. It feels so, like, in the moment. Mm -hmm. I, I can't even imagine the speeds at a D1 level Power 5 conference school, what you're going to see out there. But do you know, like, what practice looks like or anything like that, how long those hours are going to look? I'll tell you, I know what fall camp looks like, and I'm not excited for that. Yep. <laughs> uh, but I don't know what practice is. I know fall camp, like, they show up at, like, 7. They don't even leave the facilities till like, 10 at night. Yep. I mean, that's just it's ridiculous. You yep. know what I mean? It's like – meetings for six hours practice for two or three hours you just eat i mean it's it's brutal and something i mean you got all that time that it's taken up and everything uh going on with kind of like it's your job now but mm -hmm. what's come along with that is you've hit this at the perfect time it is a gold mine right now which is the nil deals that you can get have you been approached about any nil deals or anything like that uh like one or two uh, i know like uh, it's like a local business around Fayetteville hit me up. Um, okay. I don't really know where that's going to go, you know, yeah. but I know like, um, there's like this one restaurant in Indiana that they're kind of sponsoring like a lot of the Indiana players. So I'm sure they'll hit me up at some point. You know? That's awesome. Uh, and you know, the better you play, the better deals you get, that's you know? Exactly so it yeah, I, it's, it's such an interesting concept. Like you have to sell this brand. So how do you, how, I, I know you're not there yet, but you kind of already have to, when you're getting recruited by schools, mm. how, what brand are you going to try to sell? Oh, man, I don't know. I guess, you know, like I was talking about, like, the NFL, like, whoever drafts me, you know, it don't, it don't matter. I'm making money. You know, whoever yeah. wants to sell me, it don't matter. You exactly. Know? Um, do you have a do you have a number you want to be wearing on that field? You know, so actually crazy you asked that. I already have my number chosen. You'll like it. It's number 14. Number 14. That was my <laughs> number and my dad's number. And hopefully my little brother's number next year. But <laughs> the, uh, okay, number 14. Yeah, okay, yeah. number 14 on Indiana is who I'm going to be looking for. Okay, a couple more questions, and then we'll wrap it up. What do you attribute the success that Fable had this year to? Oh, definitely, I would say just buying into what coaches say. You know, like, I feel like sophomore year, we were much, much, much more talented than we were uh, this year, like as when I was a senior. Um, sophomore year, I mean, we had so much – we had the most talent in the state easily, and we could have won state easily, but – all the players wanted to be me, me, me. You know, they didn't want to buy what the coaches said. Yep. Uh, this year, we were all team, team, team. You yes. Know? And we we were not we were not um, selfish at all. You know, it was like, that's what happens when you work as a team. Football is such a team game. Um, football is such a team game. You know, it's like you can't win. You can't win if you don't play as a team. Uh, basketball, you can kind of take it, you know, more selfishly. Because yeah. it's less, I mean, it's one on five. You know, five, it's like, yeah, yeah. And there's 11 people on the field, like, you got to play as a team. One person misses an assignment, it's like blown play. You is, know what I mean? Is Indiana selling you that team mentality? Oh, 100%. And that's like I was talking about, like that culture. That's definitely why I'm going. Okay. So one, what are you majoring in? Do you know? Uh, sports marketing. Sport. I just like, I like after, after I get done, I want to go coach. Okay. So. Easy enough. And um, this is kind of the last question, and we'll wrap it up here. But um, what is a Hoosier? Okay. That's a weird question. Uh we actually okay so a hoosier is like 
an Indiana native, but we don't have a mascot. So there is no mascot. There's no mascot. So but nothing it, runs around on the field. Or no, anything nothing like that. runs around. But in like a Hoosier is an like a, it's an Indiana who like a native. Okay, so it's just you know that's kind of what it is. So and. Correct me if I'm wrong. Indiana is pretty close to Indianapolis, right? Yeah, that's like an hour and a half away. Okay. Hour fifteen. Okay. That, I mean, that's pretty fun though. You can watch a Pacers game. Oh, I'm definitely that. going to a Pacers go game to, or two. You can you even know? go up to Chicago. What windy cities? Oh yeah, and so, well, every it's kind of like right in the middle of everything. Like you can get to Louisville two hours. You can get to Cincinnati in two hours. You can get to Nashville in four hours. I'm excited about that one. Um, Are you a big Nashville guy? No, my girlfriend's going oh, there. She's going okay, to play. Vanderbilt. She's going to Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt you know, play basketball. Right. So I'm. You know, I don't have to go see her, you know, okay. so I'm glad it's only four hours away. Yeah. Um, how, how is it dating another collegiate athlete? It's pretty crazy. You know, I, it's funny you say that because like sometimes we'll go in public and we look like idiots. It's like if someone were to walk by us, they definitely would not think we're both collegiate athletes. You know, yeah. they'd think we'd, they'd think we're idiots. Yeah. Right. It's like because we act so stupid in yeah. public. But she's she's clearly extremely smart. Oh, yeah. Vanderbilt. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you feel are you overwhelmed by how smart she is? Sometimes? No, she doesn't. I don't want to say she doesn't act smart because she she is very smart, you know. But um, she doesn't act like she's smarter than me, you know. Yeah, and, and no, when she she most definitely is. But you're like, yeah, you're way smart. <laughs> she is way smarter, and if I ever need help, you know, that's who I go to. Yeah, I know I can't do it exactly. Um, so you got a lot of study hours that come with being in college football, which was kind of my favorite part when I was at the D two level was sticking us in a room for like five hours and being like, you got to finish all your homework this week, and I'm like, dang, I got to finish yeah. all this homework, but. Do you like? I know you said you like you weren't a huge fan of school, but are you are you are you happy that you get a little bit of set out time to be like, okay, I have to study now? Yeah, I, I mean, it helps also that I'm gonna have a lot of tutors. You know, it's yeah. Like, athletes just get so much support. You know, I feel like it'll help a lot. You know, because like you were saying, like adjusting from high school to college is gonna be a big difference. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what they're there for. They're gonna help me out. You know, and kind of adjust me. Okay. Well, um, you know. We we here in Fayetteville appreciate everything you've done for the school, the city. You made a huge impact here, um, especially my family, my little brother, hanging out with him because he's kind of a scrub. <laughs> um, but uh, and my dad clearly wants attention too for some reason. But uh, shout out pops. Yes, uh, we do have some. We do have some things for you. Uh, we're gonna have a poster for you that I'll send up to you up in Indiana off the edge and i'll have the reason i asked for a picture of you is uh our social marketing manager jenna uh is uh making these little i don't know what to call them they're, they're posters is the best way i could say it but they're pretty sick um i'll send one up to you and then you get one of these hoodies oh, so that's good. Uh, i'll try to get it to you before the end of the week but awesome. yeah before you go well, up there you'll have i'm, I'm leaving time. the fourth so if you can get it to me before the fourth i will get it i will try my best if not i'll make sure to send it up to you but yeah dude Awesome. Thanks Appreciate for coming it. on. Of course, bro. It was nice having you. Yeah, of course. All right. This has been Off the Edge with Caden Turner. Um, go Hoosiers. Go Hoosiers, baby. Okay. I know the episode's over. Oh, you're so annoyed with me. You're like, Jay, shut up. I don't want to hear your voice anymore. I get it. I get it. But listen to this really quick. If you're interested in any merch, go to our Instagram, send a DM, and we will work out getting you a hoodie. That's right, a hoodie to you. It might cost cost a little bit, but hey, we're very interested in getting our brand out there, and the hoodies are sick. Like, the hoodies are actually sick. I wouldn't say that unless I thought they were sick. They say, let's get this thing rolling on the front. Not big, not big print, just right on the left chest, and on the back, it's got the Off the Edge logo. It looks sick. 
Caden Turner and Cameron Irvin will be getting theirs delivered to them very soon. So if you want to be repping something like that, let me know. You have any ideas that you want to see the logo on? Let me know. But yeah, okay. Have a beautiful day. Sorry for interrupting at the end. You guys, thanks for listening to the episode. Now I know you listened all the way through. I got all of you. If, if you're hearing this, I know you listened through. So thank you. I appreciate it. But peace out, people.